Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is series 2 episode 261 of this daily study podcast. Thank you very much for joining us as we continue our study of the September 14th to September the 20th Come Follow Me materials covering 3rd Nephi 8 to 11 Arise and Come Forth Unto Me. Uh, and we are moving into 3rd Nephi chapter 10 today getting ever closer to the pinnacle of this sacred record. Uh, and at this point, we are going to continue looking at this, the section, If I repent, the Saviour will gather, protect and heal me. So, um, really, a lot to uh, to dig into here. So, um, we find that in the 3rd Nephi, chapter 10, verse 1, after the Saviour spoke to the inhabitants of the new world, the, Amer- the ancient Americas yesterday, uh, in 3rd Nephi 9, there is silence uh, for a time after he has spoken. In 3 Nephi 10, 1, it says, And now behold, it came to pass that all the people of the land did hear these sayings, and did witness of it. And after these sayings, there was silence in the land for the space of many hours. And then verse 2, For so great was the astonishment of the people that they did cease lamenting and howling for the loss of their kindred which had been slain. Therefore there was silence in all the land for the space of many hours. Um... I think it's interesting that there was this silence for the space of many hours that after the Lord had spoken to them from the heavens, um, they were so shocked that, you know, for many hours there was not a sound, uh, that no one spoke. Now, obviously, that is, you know, easier to apprehend, particularly if you remember that they are still in pitch blackness. So it's not like they can gather together and dis- and talk or what just was heard. They will be, of course, um, wrestling with their souls uh, for the space of that time. And I wonder how many of us take that opportunity when we receive promptings or guidance. Do we sit and really reflect and ponder on those words? Because I think that part of the reason why we see what happens next um, with to these people uh, is a result of the change that happens to them. Um, but we'll we'll talk about that a bit later on in this episode. But yeah, that taking that time to thoughtfully, thoughtfully reflect and ponder and consider how the words we've just heard, either by the voice of someone we know at church or someone in our family or from the voice of the Spirit, um, we should take that time to reflect and ponder. The Saviour then begins uh, speaking uh, again. And then in verse 5, he says uh, this, this very well-known um Similarly, he says, and again, how oft would I have gathered you as a hen gathereth her chicken under her wings? Yea, O ye people of the house of Israel who have fallen. Yea, O ye people of the house of Israel, ye that dwelt at Jerusalem, as ye that have fallen. Yea, how oft would I have gathered you as a hen gathereth her chickens, un- gathereth her chickens and ye would not. Um, you know, it, it, he, he uses this quite a few times in this section this idea of him being a hen that gathers the chickens under its wings. Um, President Henry B. Eyring said this, quote, The Lord has given us all the source of hope as we struggle through to, to help those we love accept their inter- eternal inheritance. He has made promises to us as we keep trying to gather people to him, even when they resist his invitation to do so. Their resistance saddens him, but he does not quit, nor should we. He sets the perfect example for us with his persistent love, close quote. This whole idea of the hen gathering the chicken, uh, chickens under the, her wing, is the saviour inviting us all to come to him under his protection to allow him to support and, and strengthen us 
he mentioned it twice in that verse. And then in verse six, he says it again. He says, O ye house of Israel, whom I have spared, how oft will I gather you as a hen gathereth her chicken under her wings, if ye will repent and return unto me with full purpose of heart. Um, you know, he will gather us and he will repeatedly try. Just evidenced by the fact that in these two verses, he repeats that, that simile three times. And he tells us how we do it. We need to repent and return to him. Um, again, President Henry B. Eyring uh, says this, Quote, that testimony will draw us to the Saviour and to accepting the help he offers all who are being tested in the crucible of mortality. More than once he has said that he would gather us to him as a hen would gather a chicken under her wings. He says that we must choose to come to him in meekness and with enough faith in him to repent with full purpose of heart. One way to do that is to gather with the saints in his church. Go to your meetings, even when it seems hard. If you are determined, he will help you find the strength to do it, close quote. That's a wonderful comparison or a parallel uh, given by President Henry B. Eyring. Going to our meetings at church is like returning under the wings of the Saviour. We may go out and venture out and try things for our own, and we will return back to him, particularly to partake of the ordinance of the sacrament. Um, but also other meetings in the church, we need to go to them wherever possible. Uh, and, you know, sometimes we just do not want to, whether it is because of a lack, uh, you know, a lack of desire or an apathy towards it, or actually there's something that is physically or spiritually or emotionally pushing us away from it. Um, it is hard, but the Lord can support and strengthen us as we attend these meetings so that he can give us that spiritual uplift, that boost. Um, we then read what happens if, uh, we do still turn away, even though he is constantly inviting us lovingly. It says in verse 7, But if not, O house of Israel, the places of your dwellings shall become desolate until the time of your fulfilling of the covenant to your fathers. You know, it is possible that people will still turn away. And that is very difficult uh, to to apprehend. Even, you know, even us, you know, we need to not become complacent in our faith, but make sure we continue to build it up and uh, strengthen it and, and work on it. Uh, Mark E. Peterson uh, said this, uh, quote, I, as I've read that scripture from time to time, I've often wondered about its application to us who live today. How many of us are stubborn? How many of us are selfish and willful and turn our faces from him and would rather not obey him? This sort of thing applies in various phases of our lives. It applies in our own homes, sometimes with our own children. Have you sons or daughters who are willful and stubborn and selfish and who turn their faces from you? You loving parents who would take them into your arms and nurture them even as a hen gathereth her chicken under her wings? Do they reject you, these children in their willfulness? Some of them, some of you have them and you know how they break your hearts. And then there are some in the church who ought to know better, who have the commandments of God but will not repent, but are willful and stubborn. Even though the blessings of God are offered to them, they turn their faces and each one goes in his own way, close quote. And I think that, you know, this is uh, something that is difficult for us to, to apprehend and comprehend and come to terms with. I fortunately am not at that stage yet where my children may choose to turn themselves away from the church. Um, you know, my, my son just decided uh, a month ago now or so that he would be baptised when he turned eight or, and he when he was which is a wonderful blessing for our family my daughter is five years old so still very young but I know there will come a time where you know they may well decide to choose to go a different way um, 
And I need to be spiritually and emotionally prepared for that. Um, because whilst it is my desire, my wish that they stay in the gospel and have that wonderful happiness that comes from being uh, not a member of the church necessarily, but having a close relationship with the saviour, I think is far more important, uh, but obviously is is supported with membership in the church. Um, it is something which we need to recognise that will happen. These people, you know, there are many people that rejected the saviour to his face. And so we shouldn't be surprised that there may be some that turn away from him, um, you know, when uh, when things are difficult or even when things are difficult, they may just decide not to follow him. Uh, so that's important to, re- to remember in our personal lives. Then in verse nine, it says, and it came to pass that thus did the three days pass away. And it was in the morning and the darkness dispersed from off the face of the land and the earth did cease to tremble and the rocks did cease to rend and the dreadful groanings did cease and all the tumultuous noises did pass away. So in effect, uh, after the Saviour speaks to them, uh, they began to weep and howl again. And after the three days of darkness, the uh, the, the darkness began to lift. Now I wonder uh, if there is a, a link there. Obviously, there is a great change in the physical uh, lay of the land. The darkness lifts and the people begin to uh, sing praises to Christ. But I wonder... If in those depths, if those in those dark moments of those three days, if there was not only a physical change that happened after the three days, but also a spiritual change amongst the people, because you know they were beforehand a very sinful group as a whole, uh, and they were being invited to repent, and they wept and howled because of the loss of their friends. But then after the three days, the darkness lifts, and they begin to sing their praises to Christ. There's been a great change that's been wrought in the people as well, a huge change. Uh, not just the physical lay of the land has changed, but they have changed. Elder Jeffrey R. Holland said this to finish off this episode, quote, Out of the darkness of destruction came the voice of the, ne- of the Nephite nation and waited to hear more than 600 years. Behold, I am Jesus Christ, the Son of God, he said. As should be expected, such an introductory pronouncement from the great Jehovah slash Jesus himself is laden with doctrinal significance. Concurrent with these and other such magnificent declarations, the darkness lifted and the earth ceased to tremble. The light of the world had come. The more righteous part of the people had been saved through their obedience and were now prepared to receive the visitation of the Son of God himself. Close quote. These people have been prepared. They were ready to receive the Christ into their presence. Um, it wasn't just uh, they were fortunate and blessed that he just appeared. They were ready uh, because of the invitation they've been given by the Saviour's voice himself. Uh, and they had changed and prepared themselves for it. Thank you very much for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed the study. Got a little bit over again, but uh, tomorrow we will uh, finish off chapter 10 and start to move into chapter 11. Please do join us tomorrow. Please do... Uh, Join the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me if you're interested in joining in a, uh, and if you're interested in joining yourself in a future podcast episode, then please do email session at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you, hear your feedback and hear also if you're interested. Thank you for your time and until we meet again.